This is such a cool state. I mean, come on, live free or die. You're the state where the shot was heard around the world. That last Senate I don't know if you're aware you're in New Hampshire. People in New Hampshire don't care about money. You can't buy a vote in New Hampshire. They want to see you, they want to touch you. I would like to do small groups, but if we announce that I'm coming to like a restaurant, all of a sudden there's, you know, a thousand people show up. His imagination must not be married to real power. Why not? You just don't want to see us fall backwards. You go to New Hampshire, there are not any minorities there and nobody lives there. Liar! Thank you, New Hampshire. And now, from the campus of St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire, the existential flagship of presidential primary activity, your host, the executive director of the New Hampshire Institute of Politics, Neil Levesque, and because every ship needs a rusty anchor, Josh McKelvin. New Hampshire Live starts now. Welcome. Welcome Thank back you. to New Hampshire. You're here a lot. I am, and it's great to be back. Thank you. Gave a great speech to a pack room today. Um, you know, I think that that story that you told about the fact that you were you had just given birth to your daughter, and she had um, a diagnosis, and they forced you out of the hospital after 24 hours, and this is really what spurned you to get into politics. Just thought that was a wonderful story. Well, thank you. And it was a time at which they were experimenting with different insurance rules to save money, basically, but they went way too far. And they said that new moms and their babies would have to leave a hospital in 24 hours. Maybe that's fine if someone has no health problems and they've had a few kids, uh, but for brand new moms with a very sick baby that you don't know if they're going to live or die, uh, who they think maybe has a tumor, and our daughter seemed healthy when she was born, and then she was... Um, in intensive care, um, and they kept doing all these x-rays, and it ended up being a year-and-a-half problem that she couldn't swallow right and had to be fed with tubes. But at that time, we had no idea what it was, and uh, they kicked me out in 24 hours having no sleep. And I said to my husband as they're you know, pushing me out in this wheelchair, I said, I bet this wouldn't happen to uh, the wife of the head of the insurance company. And then um, a few months later, as she got a little better, I found out that you could do something about it. And I was uh, not in elected office. I was basically a mom. And I went to the legislature and found some other people that were interested in this issue, uh, some legislators who it had happened to their spouses, actually. And we joined together, and I testified um, about this. And I was saying today at the breakfast that I learned a few things. Uh, one is that if you talk about embarrassing things in front of a bunch of male legislators like episiotomies and they go, okay, we'll pass it. So we got it done. And then we went to the conference committee and there were people trying to delay the date that it started, that the 48 hours was mandatory. And I brought six pregnant friends uh, to the conference committee so that they outnumbered the lobbyists. And when the legislators said, when should this take effect, they all raised their hand and said, now. Um, and that was exactly what happened. They actually sped up the date, um, didn't even wait till August. And every one of those women, as well as everyone in our state, got to take advantage of it. So and, and that, that went then all the led, way into a federal law. Right. And there were actually a, a, like over a dozen states that had done this around that same time. And then a few more did it. And then Bill Clinton took it on. And now you're um, running for president. And now I'm running for president. And it was just a good example of how I have done my work. I find a problem that's real and then figure out if I can do something about it. Um, and I have tried to do that with this campaign, putting forward some real important ideas that came from 
citizens. Uh, one is infrastructure, something that matters here in New Hampshire for things like the rail project that we'd love to get done. Um, and it's actually new, this area of New Hampshire is the most congested area that does not have commuter rail in the country. Um, and um, there's issues with rural broadband and issues like you have everywhere in the country with roads that you'd like to repair. Um, we just saw all the levees burst in the Midwest. Um, and so that's my first thing. And the other is mental health, another thing that I've been really focused on, and the opioid epidemic that's really hit New Hampshire harder than a lot of other states. And you really get things done. I saw that in the last Congress that you got more bills passed than any other U.S. senator. Probably than, a Dem- than any other Democrat. I think it was a, um, uh, back in 2016. And I have, yes, I've been the lead on a Democrat on 100 bills uh, that have passed since I've gotten to the Senate not just volleyball resolutions, uh, those aren't included. Uh, and uh, part of this is just finding, being the first to learn about something because you're listening to people, you're not just talking at them. And then uh, the second piece is figuring out a way to solve a problem. One example would be a drug shortage bill that I did that was bipartisan because my pharmacists uh, were telling me there's not enough kids' cancer drugs, so we came up with an idea to bring in safe drugs from other countries if there was a shortage and push the government to do that. Uh, another example would be um, the rural call completion issue. Believe it or not, uh, there were a bunch of uh, phone companies that just were dropping calls in rural areas because it was too expensive. <laughs> they couldn't get it in. And so we, that is a true story. So I got all the rural legislators, the rural uh, senators on that, and we got that done or, you know, funding for infrastructure and bridges and things like that. Um, I think you just have to find common ground. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't stand your ground. I do that all the time. And it doesn't mean that I'm not a progressive. I am. I'm just a proven progressive. But there are ways that you can look for common ground with people. It cannot be a goal on its own. It means nothing on its own. It's more how do you get results. And when you look at the problems people are facing in this country, uh, whether it is the um, cost of uh, prescription drugs that have skyrocketed or harder to afford college or uh, harder for people to uh, really do anything in their lives from paying for phone service to um, trying to start a business. You know, we have to do something about it. And um, I think that the entrepreneurial spirit that you have here in New Hampshire, you've got so many small businesses and new ideas that blossom into big things. Uh, it's a great example of that. And so when I think about an economic agenda for this country, it's got to be an optimistic economic agenda that, yes, goes at these huge challenges that this president hasn't taken on of climate change and health care costs and uh, doing something uh, when it comes to um, uh, college costs. Uh, but at the same time, you have to remember this entrepreneurial spirit in America, whether it is in business or whether it is about democracy, it's not going to go away. And we need to run with it um, and not against it. Well, I think this is great that you came on our podcast, New Hampshire Live, today. Um, you're off to Concord with your husband, John. This is great. Yes. I see that he's campaigning a lot with you. That's yes. really good. Yes, he is. And our daughter, campaign. who lives in New York City, Brooklyn, kind of a cliche. Um, but she, um, after we went hiking here, she goes, Mom, can I just take New Hampshire and have that be it? <laughs> so I think you're going to see her up here a lot. Uh, she's really cool. She's 23, about to turn 24. And um, my uh, husband will be here as well, like he is this weekend. Wonderful. Thanks for okay, being on thank today. Thank you. Very good. Thank you.